medical information obtained from our website or the live show is not intended to be a substitute for personal care. If you have or you suspect you might have an illness or other medical condition, you should consult a health care provider. The opinions expressed on this radio program are not necessarily those of this radio show or their sponsors. Good food, healthy, and uh, and people respond to that. 
And, and you've been associated with the restaurant for how many years now? Uh, basically, since I came to the States about 23 and a half uh, years ago. Wow. And, and, uh, and you... yeah, I started as a buster. I was, you know, cleaning tables. I mean, uh, and, uh, um, you know, you work your way up and uh, you learn the business from the ground up and uh, right. you make uh, good decisions along the way and uh, uh, rewards come. But, uh, yeah. 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 Well, now there's a passion because, you know, to work your way up all this way through starting out as a busboy, wow, that's, um, that it's, shows your dedication. It really does. Yeah, it's, I mean, when you're really passionate great. about something, you, you you don't really feel like it's work. You you know, you show up and there's always a good attitude and, and you know, people recognize that. And, and that's the number one most important thing. It's now, the, I think that's, that's what people return. That's where people continue to come back to the restaurant and that's why we continue to come back number one you guys always make us feel great when we're there but number one it's how you when we were talking the other day you were really going through how you as a person and how you do things in your personal life you know you're very active you guys are very conscious at home and how you bring right. that into the restaurant in in picking out specific things for your menu and for your customers. You know, today, as we were talking, we're all so health conscious and people are really health conscious about what they put into their systems. What, how do you guys deal with that? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the awareness of uh, health conscious dishes is much more prominent nowadays and, uh, you know, you got to give credit to the farmer's market movement that started a few years back, you know, a, a good decade and a half ago. And, right. you know, people didn't know much about organics. They didn't know much about, uh, you know, healthy eating. Uh, and so, uh, but as the consumers get educated and they're asking, they demand the, the lighter style dishes and, and, and the healthier uh, cuisine, you know, you just can't be blind and say, no, we're going to be cooking traditional Italian food and we're going to load it up with cream sauce and this and that. Right. Uh, you know, the demographics change, you know, people change. And so you have to uh, stay uh, uh, current with, uh, with I don't want to say the trends, you know, but with, sure. uh, with you know, to be conscious of uh, the health level of the dishes that you put out. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I love that. Cooking also, our, our cooking techniques change over time. We're cooking with less oil. We're grilling yeah. things. We're doing things more uh, in the pizza oven. We uh, and you know we're doing uh, some of the fish our cartocho style, which is just poached steam instead of parchment paper with no oils, just with broth. And wow, those wow. are very very uh, light and and uh, enjoyable dishes. You uh, and it's same thing. Interesting. Same thing with yeah. yeah. And it's interesting, now, as we talked the the other day, you had mentioned about you and your dad and your dad teaching you about colors and cooking with colors and how you take that and present that to your audience at the restaurant. Yeah, so as a, a, you know, at a very young age, you know, I didn't understand cooking very much, although I had a very uh, a, a high interest in, in, in food. Uh, yeah. And my dad was just a classic, you know, kind of a chef who opened a bottle of wine and 
looking at fridge. Oh, we got a little bit of this, we got a little bit of that, and you know, let's put a meal together. So right. he would, you know, he would always break it down in in a very simple ways, and you know, would say, okay, you know, just like a painter, you know, you don't want to look at a painting that has too much, you know, cold colors and and warm colors. So we try to balance, it so it's pleasant to the eye and it's also pleasant to the palate. And it would tell me, you know, too much salt equals this and too much this equals that. And would you want to taste something that has too much oregano? Or you want to, right. you know, you want every dish and every ingredient in uh, in a dish have a chance to uh, uh, shine and, 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 and show uh, itself as opposed to one thing over What it power. really is. And, and exactly. So he would put things in, in, a perspective, in that perspective for me to digest it and for it to be easy to understand. So, interesting. Yeah, it was, an interest, it was an interesting way, but I didn't realize it until much later that it was a yeah. really great way of looking at food. And it's like your, your portrait. It's interesting because Robin is an artist. She's a, a mm-hmm. huge painter. So it's, it's wonderful that you mentioned about the portrait because a plate... I know when I cook at home, you know, for me, um, I have a little bit of a, an, an artist background, but I love to cook. So for me, my plate is that porch is, is the, that painting, you know, I'm Correct. putting things together in colors and flavors and, yeah. and that's really cool and exciting. Right. I agree. Right. I agree. Try to make a, a beautiful picture on your plate with all the different colors that are in season and. Um, now, I I have to ask, I know Jeremy mentioned this earlier, and I just have to ask, um, we're going to be taking a break here in a minute, but when we get, come back, I want to hear about your pasta, because I hear it is really phenomenal. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the best things here, for sure. Yeah. So, yes. so, so we're going to have to go to a break here in a second, and uh, just wanted to, you know, say again how, how on the show with us today. This is Body Talk Live with Robin Pop and Jeremy Gateman, and we will be right back. everybody this is body talk live with robin pop and jeremy gateman and we have a special guest today this is soren kastashi and he is the owner of a special restaurant in california and i'm gonna need help saying the name (laughs) oh yeah it's el forno trattoria in santa monica california all right is there there a meaning behind the name yeah so el forno means the oven in italian so it's not Ah. the yeah, the stove that you know you cook at home. It's the actual the oven, the round dome, uh, wood burning wow, oven. Wow, the so. fire, the fire. Interesting. <laughs> okay, right. I like that idea. Wow. And then and, and then we do use it a lot. We cook we cook a lot mm-hmm. uh, of things in inside the oven, inside the pizza oven. That is the best. You can get the best flavors with real fire. Uh, yeah, I'm telling you, we. Uh, <laughs> it it is. It's so good. And, you know, I wanted to find out, we talked about your pastas. And, you know, again, so many people have dietary restrictions and wants mm-hmm. and needs. And, 
And you were telling me, you know, I also try to stay gluten-free and have some digestive things um, going on. So I, I try to choose those pastas that are easier for me to digest. And you guys have a large variety of pastas that people can choose and how you guys get those. Tell us more about where the pastas come from and the types and styles that you have. Right. So all the pastas that we have, that the, 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 so there are two types of pasta, homemade, right? The ones that we make here, like the pappardelle, sania pepe, the fettuccine. We make them uh, in the back of the house with uh, uh, with all Italian imported flour. But then you have the pasta di grano duro, which is you know the uh, you know typical spaghetti, penne, uh, and linguine, and those are all imported. We use uh, imported pasta from Italy. Now, wow. you know, there's a common misconception on pasta that, okay. you know, the more pasta you eat, you know, the more um, weight you gain. And, you know, you're trying to, as I was saying earlier, respond to the needs uh, of certain restrictions. And right. I had situations in the restaurant where I haven't seen people in two or three months and, you know, they come back and, and say, hey, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a long time. Well, you know, I've been staying off the pasta and, you know, and I always tell them, but, you know, we have a whole wheat pasta that we cook with no oil, fresh vegetables, and it's absolutely delicious and slightly seasoned with a little salt and pepper, and yes. you're having the yes. best meal. Oh, but, you know, you know I'm, I'm gluten-free, and, and you know, perfect. I mean, we have that as well with spaghetti and panna gluten-free, and those are also made in Italy uh, with uh, uh, quinoa and, uh, and rice. And they, I mean, the taste, they've gotten so good now that you... You can almost you can't not tell, tell the difference. Oh, it, they're, they're amazing. It, 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 yeah, it's really yeah. delicious. And those, you know, I mean, yes, if you're going to ask for a gluten-free pasta and then load it up with the cream sauce, then I would say, you know, what's the point? But you know, you right. can right. you can do it with thinly chopped veggies and you know, and a little uh, and, and you know, some shrimp in it, or just the way yeah. it is, you know, just yeah. light. And there's so many ways of uh, accommodating the uh, the dietary needs. And, and we've taken extra steps in the kitchen and just have a special uh, a pot of water to boil the gluten-free pasta. Um, and, and so we don't contaminate it with, uh, with gluten from uh, from the other uh, uh, pastas that, that, that so we cook. So you guys really have this down. And I love the fact that you are so eager to you know, work with your customers and that you guys have already thought this out. You've already planned this stuff out on making sure that everybody's happy and everybody has their needs met. Because again, in today's world, there's so many factors going in, in uh, health issues, you know, so many dietary restrictions. Correct, correct. And I know that you guys at home, you guys are are really keen on keeping things organic and cooking yeah, fresh yeah. things at home. And you duplicate that with the restaurant. And you also, you know, I know you're a super active guy and food is important to you and fueling your body. And you Correct. want to do the same thing at the restaurant. Correct. I mean, it starts with respect. I mean, we have... Uh, uh, um, a high amount of respect for our uh, guests. And when we said we're going to give them something that is clean and lightly prepared and there's no gluten, we follow through the promise. And so, yeah. you know, we t- we take that uh, very seriously. Um, and, I mean, 
we also have an open kitchen, so it's kind of easy to say, it, you know, wait a second, you're cooking my pasta not the right way. You know, you kind of... <laughs> no, yeah. You know, it's so, actually, so. It's, it's great. Robin, <laughs> but, but, at their restaurant, they have a open kitchen. So, so you're, you're you watching can the see, chefs do their thing. You can see everything. It's absolutely amazing, and it's really okay. cool yeah. to see it. And, um, and when home. we take uh, our son... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. No, I, I was saying to your point earlier, uh, uh, at home, we're trying to, uh, I have a 10-year-old and a 7-year-old, uh, and we're raising them to be very health conscious, and and uh, we're strictly buying organic at home, and we're cooking every every night that I'm home, and I'm trying to be at home for as many uh, dinners as possible, you know, in the restaurant business yeah. and stuff, but you know, I squeeze about four nights a week, uh, and with no exception, we cook, and and I go out shopping with my kids, and they're looking in the back of the packages at labels. And, you know, my son is telling me, Dad, do you know how to pronounce this? And I'm like, uh, I, I don't. It starts with X, and it starts with this. <laughs> right. We're not buying. We're not buying. Stay away. So, Stay away and, from and, it. And, and and I heard you, Jeremy, saying on our conversation yesterday that you're making your whole homemade bars, uh, uh, like uh, protein bars. And we do the same thing. Absolutely. Yes. Exactly. Yes. We we at home, uh, my son and I really get engaged in the kitchen, mostly on the weekends, and we make homemade bars. We have a recipe that we've talked about on the show yeah. about uh, our banana oatmeal. They're raw. They're oh great. Oh, my God. And that sounds great. They're, you know, yeah, it's really great. And it's the same and thing be- with my son. Right. We, Besides like the you eating, and your- great. Yeah. It, it, it's so much fun to take your kids shopping. My son and I do the shopping either on a Friday or Saturday. And right. we're pretty much 100% organic at home. And again, that's yeah. just our personal choice. But yeah, because I, later I, you know, on, it, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, the kids L- are developing, on, they're developing their taste buds. And, uh, you know, my kids are a little older, but um, when they were... A lot older. I'll quit. (laughs) We're not going to get into that. (laughs) When they were at home, (laughs) you know, it it was up to me to be the gatekeeper and to teach them different flavors. You know, if you give your kids the same things over and over again, they're not going to experience all the flavors that are out there. So I really applaud to both of you for, you know, keeping those kids interested in trying new things and reading labels. Right. you know, I was so proud when my kids would, you know, we went to the doctor, you know, just for a checkup, and the doctor was like, okay, you know, what was lunch and everything? Well, I think we had liver, and the kids ate it. I mean, it was just like, we're right here, we blowing her mind, you know? <laughs> now, Robin, <They> <laughs> if you could have, Robin, if you could have a chat with my wife about that, about changing, Sarin, <laughs> uh, my, my wife is... Picky, picky, picky. And so getting her to try different things is really difficult. So when we go to specific restaurants, you know, um, it's sometimes of a challenge because she wants to share things and and so on and so forth. But it's uh, it's kind of a challenge. But, yeah, it's changing and trying new things, specifically with our young kids and getting their taste buds used to different things really is beneficial as they get older. 
Mm-hmm. And it's also the memory building. You build beautiful memories with them, being in a kitchen, cooking things together, trying this, trying that. And later yeah. on, they're going to go on their own ways to college and they're going to make their choices of what they're going to eat. And if you uh, sort of, you know, carve the path for them to really understand what healthy right. eating is all about, you know, they're going to make smarter decisions about uh, eating later on in life. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's great to raise them with uh, with a health conscious uh, in mind. Great, so. yeah. great way of yeah. saying that. And I know we're going to have to take a break here um, and about carving a path. I think that's really a great way to state it. And it's also a great way of inviting people into the restaurant and allowing them to experience all the things that you guys have there at the restaurant. And it's carving a new path and trying something new because you have it. And all they Absolutely. have to do is ask a question. Yeah. And Absolutely. you know, before yeah. we go, before we go to a break, number one, I want to thank you so much for being on the show on Body Talk Live, taking time out of your day. And I want to invite you back because I want to give people more of an idea of what you guys do. But also, I want to talk about next time the other restaurant that you guys have down in the South Bay, the Mexican restaurant. And quickly just Correct. tell yeah. me the name of the Mexican restaurant and where it is. Right. So it, the name of the restaurant is Sausal, S-A-U-S-A-L, and it's in uh, El Segundo. Uh, okay. It derives from uh, back in the days, the Rancho Sausal Redondo that encompassed that whole uh, uh, region. So we took the old Spanish lexicon name and... Uh, we sort of uh, employed the old world cooking techniques uh, and brought a new sort of a Mexican flavor to uh, yeah. uh, to the menu. It's really wow! Good. I'm going, Robin. I promised I'm going out to dinner with a friend of mine on Saturday, and <laughs> that's where we're going. Well, yeah, I just have good. to get on a plane. Uh, you gotta come. Young <laughs> I gotta lady. come. You gotta I gotta come. come eat some good food. So yeah. So. I want to thank you so much for being on the show, and uh, I can't wait to chat with you again. I will probably hopefully see you this weekend, and best wishes to you. And please do me a favor real quick. Give people the contact information to El Forno, Trattoria in Santa Monica, California. How can they get a hold of you guys? Sure. So, yeah, the name of the restaurant is Il Forno, I-L-F-O-R-N-O. And we're in Santa Monica on Ocean Park Boulevard, about um, two miles away from uh, east from the beach. Uh, the okay. phone number 310-450-1241. Um, and we're on all the reservation sites. And, uh, yeah, and they, can, and they can ask for you if you're there? Absolutely. I'm here most of the time. Yeah. Unless okay. I'm cooking dinner with my kids. <laughs> That's there a you good go. reason. That's a good there reason. There you go. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for being on the show. We're going to head to a commercial. All the listeners out there, please stay tuned. We've got more coming up on Body Talk Live.
Body Talk Live. We have had a great show already talking to Soren Kastashi, um, the wonderful chef at Il Forno Tattoria. I think I said An Tattoria. Owner. Tattoria. An owner, yes. <laughs> I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Anyway. Yes, he um, is uh, the GM and owner of uh, El Forno Trattoria, and that was amazing. Yeah, he's cooking with his kids. He's teaching them good nutrition like you are. And uh, and I have to say, you know, my kids are in their 20s, and they are eating good. So it does work. That's awesome, and you it led the work. way. Yep, we tried all, all kinds of different foods out on them, and uh, they're not afraid of anything. They can eat it. So You know, <laughs> that's great. why that's I, I'm trying to bring our son up that way, too, mm-hmm. and, and not to be afraid of trying things, and uh, it's working. And right. I love it because I am a total foodie. And I know that our next segment is going to be talking about some uh, uh, food item, which is our protein powders. Yes, and I've been waiting I to talk should, about this. We are going to jump into it. This is, you know, we're in the middle of a full-blown protein craze. Mm-hmm. You see people drinking these protein shakes in the car, on the bus, in the gym. And there's so many to choose from. It can be quite confusing. But today, let's talk about it and make it Mm -hmm. a little less confusing for our listeners on how to use protein powders, shakes, smoothies, and uh, which one to choose that's best for them. Very good. Yeah, this is something that's totally new territory for me. I do not use them. I've had them, but I don't usually buy them on a regular basis. So I'm really interested in knowing which one is going to be right for me. So why don't we talk about the different kinds that they're out there that are available. Before we jump to that, I want to talk about just more of a personal thing for me, which may Mm -hmm. hit um, a a nerve and give some other people some information. You know, for me, I use a vegetarian pea-based protein powder that works best for me. I have some digestive issues and some inflammatory stuff going on in my body, so Dairy doesn't work for me, mm-hmm. and um, it's tougher to digest, and I know that I've done a lot of research for me on different proteins that work, and this one really does the job, and I love it. I use it probably twice a day, one in the morning and one midday, wow. and it really is great. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, I need to sort of eat food every two to three hours. Mm-hmm. And sometimes on the weekends when I'm out with my son and we're horsing around, it's tough to get actual food. So mm-hmm. I take a bottle of water and uh, a scoop of protein and I take it with us. And he's like, Dad, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm sh- you're eating your snack. I'm going to eat my <laughs> snack. Yeah. So we love well, it. Well, I agree. I agree. Yeah. When when you're out away from home is the hardest time to uh, to keep your body on the right, you know, choices. And uh, I like the idea. Yeah, yeah, keep it fueled, keep it going. You know, you run out of steam and you, I I don't know about you, but I get mean. I just get, (laughs) I get ornery. (laughs) You know, I, I do. And and I, I, that's why, you know, for me, I'm, you know, really very directed on how I do things. And that's just me personally. So I prepare things and my wife looks at me and she's like, you know, why are you taking all this food? I'm like, yeah, well, we're, we're doing this and this. And I want to make sure that I have stuff because, Mm -hmm. you know, I I get low energy and, you know, sometimes my belly bothers me. So, but let's jump into your question of what are the protein powders that are so popular? 
Okay. And, and let's talk about the different types. And then we're going to talk about um, why they are popular and how they're used. So okay. the different types of protein powders that are out there are pea protein, right? Pea, mm-hmm. which is a great source of protein. It's a vegetable-based and it's very easy to digest. So for people that have digestive issues or other issues that may cause them trouble to digest certain things, I recommend this. This is what I recommend for my Mm -hmm. clients because it works really well with inflammatory issues in the body, and we've talked about that before. Yeah, and I had never heard of a pea-based protein. Is it high in carbs? Um, you know, they make different ones, but no, it's not. It's a great okay. balance. It's high okay. in protein. The one that I have is small in carbs, and each scoop is 20 grams of protein. And wow. I did the research to make sure because there's lots of protein powders out there that have misleading information mm-hmm. that really don't have the amount of protein grams per serving as they say they do. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> make sure that when you pick and you look at your protein powders, you do the research, and we'll get to that in in, uh, in a little bit. The other is hemp, right? Also a vegetable-based, mm-hmm. vegetarian-based protein powder. And then you have whey. Whey is a dairy-based, which is the most popular type mm-hmm. of protein powder um, that most people use in the gym, the bodybuilders, etc. And then you have soy-based which also is a vegetarian base, which a lot of women use, mm-hmm. um, which is also a great source. And you have egg, which I really like also. I really love pea protein and I like egg protein, egg white protein, because it's a vegetarian base. And I have found that for most people, um, you know, you, you talk to people that use protein powders and, you know, they express, gosh, you know, I get bloated and I get gassy and things like that. Well, I don't have those issues because I mm-hmm. use a vegetarian-based either pea protein or egg white protein that doesn't give me any of those side effects. So those are the most popular, easy-to-digest types of proteins, mm-hmm. except for the whey, right, which is a dairy-based. Right. right. Now, now let's how, talk about, yeah. I was just going to ask you, you know, you're talking about how much protein they have and then why is it important for us to have that protein during the day? It's important to have that protein during the day. Number one, protein helps us. For the people that are really super active, they're in the gym and they do other types of activities, running, triathlons, etc. Mm-hmm. it really helps to fuel and build muscle. And that's really important. But also it helps to boost energy. And for those people that have the highs and lows with their sugar or people that are diabetic, mm-hmm. this is a really great thing to help balance their sugar levels. But also incorporating protein into your diet really helps to keep your metabolism regulated. We talked about that roller coaster last week and what you don't want to have. Super important. That's why they recommend that you use a protein-type-based powder possibly during the day when you can't get food because it is important for your body to have consistently something in it during the day every two to three hours. Mm Mm-hmm. Keep your metabolism and up and going. You want to keep that metabolism as level as you can, and that's when it starts to drop and you're getting hungry. That's when you start, as you say, getting ornery and angry, and we don't want to have that. No, we want you to don't feel want good. That. We want to feel strong, <laughs> right? That's right. And the yeah. other important thing, before we go to a break, I want to talk about 
that when you do pick a protein powder, less is more. Look for things, look for your product that has no more than five or six ingredients in it. Mine has, I think, five ingredients in it. And that makes a huge difference. You really know that this product is made well. You also know that when you go and buy a protein powder, for example, my protein powder um, is retail for about $70. So when you go and you buy a really good pure type of protein powder, you're going to end up spending a little money. Just be prepared for that because if you go for the lesser amounts of cost-wise for a protein powder, you may not be getting something that's as good for you as if you buy something that's a little bit more expensive and they've taken the time to do the research. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you don't need all those funny ingredients that you can't pronounce, then they're getting the job done with a few really good ones. Exactly. You want to be able to pronounce in anything. You know, mm-hmm. you, you want to be able to pronounce the ingredients on anything you buy, but specifically, you know, these protein powders. Be able to look at the back, read it, go and ask questions. And I mix mine up with water. You can do it with so many other ways. You can do it with coconut milk. You can do it with almond milk. You can do it with regular milk. I'm an easy guy. You know, for me, I just do it with water, and it tastes great. For me, now that they've made these protein shakes so real to milkshakes, mm. Robin, I'm going to have to send you – I'm going to get you a bag, and Ooh. I'm going to send it to you as my gift. Ooh, so I everybody <laughs> everybody can hear this, right? Everybody can hear this on the radio. as my promise. And my gift to Robin, and awesome. uh, it's funny because, yep, so it's coming. You just got to let me know if you want chocolate or vanilla, and I got it covered for you. Cool. Well, we're going to have to go to a break right now, and uh, we're going to talk about a maybe a protein powder that would be helping to lose weight. I think that's a question we all have. So hang on, everybody. This is Body Talk Live. We'll be right back. Everybody, this is Body Talk Live with Robin Pop and Jeremy Gateman, and we have been talking about protein powders and uh, why it's important to keep our protein up and our metabolism going strong during the day. And uh, there's a lot of choices out there, but a lot I, of choices. Yeah, and it's important to um, to look at the ingredients, like you said before, Jeremy. Yes. And yes. Um, well, we did have a question from one of our listeners. Ooh, I'm excited. Let's hear it. Who, who, yeah, uh, so Jamie was asking um, yes. protein powders, um, one that would help her maybe boost her energy and lose weight at the same time. Do you have any suggestions ah, for that? Great question. All right. Well, number one, we want to know if this young lady has any restrictions, any digestive restrictions or any health uh, issues that are going on. But mm-hmm. I am for for both weight loss and for boosting energy, and I'm highly athletic. I work out and do things probably five to six days a week, um, and I work a long day, and I'm pretty sure she does too. 
And I did recently a 45-day challenge here at my office with somebody. And I lost almost 15 pounds. Oh, my goodness. It was really great, and I felt great. So to really answer her question is, we want to get a little bit more information, but specifically, I really like a pea-based protein or an mm-hmm. egg white protein because mm-hmm. it's easy to digest. It really gets absorbed into the system and it boosts energy, right? So you get that quick-acting response to the protein that you're taking. Okay. And it's going to help you, right, increasing the energy. You're also going to increase your levels of activity, And that's really important. So if you have any other information that we can get for her from her, Mm -hmm. maybe on next week's show, uh, we can answer and help her out a little bit more. But the best thing to do is, and if she can maybe give me a little bit of information on what her intake is during the day, Mm -hmm. I'd be happy to look at it um, and we can get her on the show if she likes. But in regards to that, I think going forward and using a pea-based protein really will help her maintain her loss of weight, right? That'll really Mm -hmm. engage and also satisfy her energy levels of what she needs to do during the day. I think she'd be right on track. Cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, and and we have another We have another question. Yes. Have a lot of questions today. Um, This was an email question from Bob. From Bob. Um, Yes, and he writes, if I try to lose weight, what is the best way for me to work out? Should I just do cardio or cardio and weight training? So that kind of goes along with the idea of losing weight. Um, Absolutely. So what would what would you tell Bob about his training? You know, it's it's such an interesting thing when people want to lose weight, and it's <clears throat> the tough thing there is food is always there. We have mm-hmm. to eat to survive, mm-hmm. and the most important thing is learning how to regulate how to eat. And it's really interesting because it's true: is learning how to manage your intake of foods if you want to lose weight, if you want to increase your energy or you're working on <clears throat> a health issue. But the most important thing is if you want to lose weight, what's the best type of exercise to do? And it's a mixture because you want to start lifting weights and you want to challenge your body and create muscle. You want the more muscle that you create on your frame, the more calories that you're going to burn. And that's ah, the whole idea okay. of losing weight, right? If you're intaking too many calories and you're not getting rid of them, you're going to consistently either gain weight or plateau and stay where you are. So getting the muscle is really important because that's going to help you burn the calories. And getting on the cardiovascular type of exercise program as well is also going to help you because it's going to help you burn more calories. Because as we know, we haven't talked about yet, but muscle weighs more than fat. Mm -hmm. So when you do start... Yep. So when you do start stimulating muscle, you're going to notice that your pounds may go up a little bit. Don't get nervous. Don't get scared. It's all normal and it's healthy. And the more muscle that we create on our frame, number one, the more oxygen that we create in our system. So that also produces a healthier immune system. Ah. So for Bob, I would really create a great balance of maybe doing weights three days a week and doing cardio maybe an additional day. So do cardio three to four days a week. And I really like doing cardio. You know, you really don't have to. The days of working out for an hour, hour and a half, 
those days are over. They really have done research studies that show that that's too much. It's too much strain and wear and tear on your body. Find a half an hour to 45 minutes to incorporate both your weights and your cardio and call it a day. Cool. You're going to notice that you don't fatigue your body because the more you fatigue your body and overdo it, you're not going to get the growth, mm. muscle gains, and you're also not going to get the losses, the weight loss, because your body's too fatigued. You've okay. overdone it. Well, and that makes it more accessible. Um, if you're doing shorter amounts of time, you know, you can squeeze in 30 minutes somewhere. and it's, Absolutely. Um, and I know with our lives, you're super busy. I'm mm-hmm. super busy. I'm lucky because I have a, a great facility here to work out in, mm-hmm. and that's what I do. I work out here probably a good four days a week, and I mix mm-hmm. it up, and I do weights probably only two to three days a week. Cool. Well, I don't have weights, and I don't have a, a gym, but we do have a farm and lots of wide Dude. open spaces. <laughs> so we have... You know, we walk a lot. We walk a lot. And um, I think even this morning, I just took off down the road because it was just such a beautiful morning. And I, I thought, no, I'm just going to I'm gonna take some of Jeremy's <laughs> advice and uh, I'm going to walk more. So, yep, I was thinking of you. I was out there looking it. it this morning. <laughs> and I know you told me that that mailbox is, what, a half a mile or a mile away? It's a quarter mile, but down to the it's end a, of the the block is is a half a mile. So I I went all the way down I, to the end and back. So I got a mile in anyway. I love it. I think you should start doing a little bit of a jog. Oh a no! A little jog. To, <laughs> oh, feel that body working. Get a little jog going, and then walk back. What do you think? Well, we'll give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> but I I, I agree with you. Um, the the fact that you know. It's so easy to just put it off if you think it's it's like, oh, I got to put an hour, two hours in. Well, if, if you only have to do 30 minutes, it's not going to be as easy to just, you know, push it aside. You can, you right, can talk exactly. yourself into 30 minutes. You, you, exactly. And, you know, you've got to start somewhere. And even if it's 10 minutes, I mm-hmm. wouldn't even go in to a gym facility or wherever you work out, and I wouldn't put a time frame on it. Just go and do it. If you walk on the treadmill for 10 minutes, Mm-hmm. completely successful. Pat yourself on the back. You did a great job. Maybe next time you're going to do two more minutes and you do 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. Cool. So there's there's no, don't put stress on yourselves. I think that's mm-hmm. the, the other thing with weight loss and working out and incorporating things into uh, a routine is that you put too much pressure and stress on there. And we can sure. maybe use that next week on one of our segments is talking about uh, the pressures and stresses of certain things, exercise that people put on themselves, and then it just basically backfires. And we can give them some really great, easy tips on making this a really easy and smooth transition. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, we're going to a break, aren't we? Well, we, you can tell, we are. (laughs) We are, I know it's coming. But but more is coming. We're going to talk about something that's, I think, very important to talk about, and osteoporosis. And yeah, this is a really can, important topic. It is. And, I, you know, it goes right along with uh, strength training. And uh, I think it'll be really good to talk about that on our next, after this break. So hang on, everybody. Uh, this is Body Talk Live with Robin Pop and Jeremy Gateman. And we will be right back after this short break. 
welcome back to Body Talk Live. I'm Jeremy Gateman, the body guru, and Robin Pop, and we are going to talk about a really interesting topic, osteoporosis. Yeah, what do you very think? important, very important thing yes. to talk about. Really important. Of, well, there's a lot of our population, baby boomers, that are reaching the age where this becomes significant. So, you know, we want to address it. Yes, and mainly women. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's mainly more prominent in women. And I want to talk about first what is osteoporosis, and okay. that's really important is to really share with our viewers what things are. And what this is is it's an increased bone weakness with decreased mechanical body strength. So basically, what goes on is that the bone structure in our bodies start to decrease. The cells, the actual tissue of the bone mm. weakens. And okay. so mechanically, right, as our joints work and move the bones, we're losing mechanical body strength and being able to do that. And so in older people, that's why we hear about so many falls and so many fracture rates. You know, with our grandparents, grandmothers, we hear about them falling and breaking their hips, and it really is then a challenge on healing because of their age. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> it's a really interesting uh, situation. It's a great topic. In fact, I'm starting a program here at Total Fit and Rehab uh, with a doctor friend of mine, Dr. Uh, Dimitri Karayev. We're starting an osteoporosis bone stimulating exercise program. Oh, that and sounds wonderful. It, it is. It's really going to be great. Um, and I want to talk about quickly a study that was done. And we're going okay. to go into really all of the things about osteoporosis. But it was a really interesting study that was done in 2017 of 28 women. And there were two studies. There was a study of 28 women. There was a study of 16 women. And the study of the 28 women, and they were of average age of 68 years old. Okay. And they were placed in an intense exercise program starting for two weeks for 30 minutes. But the real program was an eight-month program, 30 minutes twice a week. And they did five sets of five reps of exercises, which we're going to explain in a minute. And mm-hmm. the other exercise program, and that was in-house in a gym. Okay. The other was a home-based program of 16 women. And they did the same thing. Instead, they did home-based exercises, which we're also going to talk about. But the interesting thing is this was a high-intensity, resistant impact training program to where they impact the body and load it down. So some of the exercises that they did were they did overhead presses, like a shoulder press with Mm -hmm. weights, right? stimulating that downward compression to stimulate new bone cells. They also did deadlifts, which is an old-time exercise that bodybuilders used to do. Super, super productive, great strengthening exercise. Mm -hmm. They did squats, and they did lateral raises. And that was what they did inside the gym. And the exercises that they did outside at the home program was they did straight leg raises, they did squats under own body weight, they Mm -hmm. did, again, the lateral raises, but the difference was, is it wasn't weight-related. They used their own body weight, and that was really cool. They weren't holding cans of soup. 
they <laughs> they were not holding any cans of soup. And the and and the most important thing, the benefits of this high intensity resistant impact training is that it increased the bone density by two percent, which is huge. Of, both sets of women. Both sets of women. Cool. Okay. Now there was a there was a slight increase in the women that did uh, the impact training in the gym with the weights. Mm-hmm. There was about a percentage difference, which is huge. Because most women that take medication for osteoporosis, it basically keeps you where you're at, and it doesn't help. It, it, it prevents the progression of the osteoporosis. Okay. With the exercise program that they did and that we're starting here is that it's going to help stimulate, and it was proven, stimulate new bone tissue. And also the most important thing with our older seniors is it decreased the falling ratio in percentage. Mm, it yeah. increased strength, increased flexibility, which is super important, mm-hmm. and balance. Mm-hmm. All these things are really, really important as we get older, and specifically women that are diagnosed with osteoporosis. Well, and there are things that, you know, if you can, if you can prevent a fall, by having better balance or being more flexible, um, that just goes so far. It, it goes a long way. And I know that I have quite a few senior clients in my office. In fact, one of my oldest clients is 95 years old. Oh, wow. And it's really amazing. We've been together almost 13 years mm. and we work on these things. And it's really interesting, and this is a really a true statement, and this happened a few years ago because we do work on weight resistance and loading her body, and she did have a bone density test. You know, it was important mm-hmm. as she was getting older, she wanted to make sure that uh, she was diagnosed with osteoporosis, that she wasn't uh, progressing. Right. And in fact, she was holding where she was a few years back. Wonderful. Wonderful. So, so that, that was real safety. It's just a safety thing. It's a huge safety thing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a huge safety thing. And um, I'm excited working with uh, my friend and colleague, Dr. Dmitry Karayev, uh, who is a rheumatologist. We are coming up with this program. It's going to be almost similar to what the test was done in a study. It's a a twice-a-week program, 30 minutes, and the most important thing about this, and as we are starting this program here at my office, is that we don't just jump into a program. We have to, the most important thing is initiating your body and getting it used to specific load movements because once you automatically load someone that may have severe osteoporosis, you can Mm -hmm. cause a fracture. Oh, yeah. Got to be careful. And you don't... You do, and you don't want to be careful. So we are planning on a two-week engagement process, which means that we are slowly going to engage them into this exercise program with starting off with more cardiovascular stuff, Mm -hmm. a little bit more weight-bearing exercises Mm -hmm. to get the muscles and the bones used to the exercises. Yeah, good idea. Fantastic. That sounds like a wonderful program. Um, I'm excited. 
I'm yeah, really I bet, I bet. And we are we are closing into the end of the show, and there's one more thing I didn't want to let get past us. And uh, oh, I know week, what it is. Are you, you talking do? about the brain tickler? I love it. I love it. We <laughs> talked about <laughs> this is so really cool. Give us the brain tickler for the daytime. You got it, brain tickler for the daytime, and and this I really took some time on, but I do one for myself. Mm-hmm. And quickly, I'll talk about my brain tickler for the day that really helps to fuel my body is I do a cup of uh, strawberries, I do a cup of blueberries, and I throw in about 10 to 12 almonds. Mm. And for me, that is a huge stimulant for me. It really mm-hmm. increases my energy, and it really increases my focusness. But what I found is walnuts, mm-hmm. a huge brain food with omega-3 fatty acids, and also, and I didn't know about this, and I'm going to buy some of this, yerba mate tea. It's from South America, and it's an energizing tea and brain stimulator. But the great thing about it is, is it doesn't have the caffeine effects as it would like coffee. You don't oh, okay. get the downs. You don't get the highs. You don't mm-hmm. get that effect that caffeine gives you. So oh, I'm actually going to put in an order for some of this Yerma Mate tea. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be really cool. So there's our brain tickler for the day. I'm going to work on another one for us for next week. Awesome. I think it'll be really cool. Okay. Yep. We need to tickle our brains during the day. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to wrap it up and call it a show this week. And uh, Wow. Thanks for being with us today, everybody. It was great to have you. Uh, this has been Do- Body Talk Live with Robin Pop and Jeremy Gateman, the yes. body guru. I'm Robin, so glad we could get you. together today. Robin, thank you so much. I so appreciate what a great show. I'm looking forward to next week. Listeners, awesome. thank you so much for tuning in to Body Talk Live with the body guru. All right. See you next week. I know I'm wasting all my time. Standing that coffee line. Then we've been sitting around the table. Drinking java by the cup. You know what? My lady wants me home. But when it's just down, I can't get up.